Hello, and welcome to the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Roberts, wife, mother, and follower of Christ. I am a newbie homeschool mom and a serial business owner with a master's degree in social work and a passion for helping others organize their life. Buckle up for a ride into my day-to-day life where I'll be sharing all the things from faith to fitness, crushing goals to homeschooling, wellness to organizing, and everything in between. Hi, guys. Welcome back again to the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. I'm so excited you have decided to join me again here today. I'm so excited to share with you what I have today. I am going to go ahead and push start on my video for YouTube. Hello, YouTube fam. We are just getting started here on the Passionate Gratitude Podcast, and I am so excited to talk about what I have to talk about today. I'm so, so excited. So a lot of you know by now, hopefully, that my profession is professional organizing. I am a professional organizer. I own a professional organizing business called Ducks in a Row. I've had it for over six years now. The last couple episodes, I have talked about this business, and I have talked about The fact that I kind of have moved online, I'm doing some more kind of online coaching uh, when it comes to organizing, and I have a wonderful helper who actually goes out and does the hands-on organizing for me. Um, But with all of that said, I know so many people kind of love organizing and find it interesting, find it fun, they're fascinated by it because they either love it and they're good at it, or they're fascinated by it because they don't know how to do it. And they're lost and they're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how anybody could be organized. How do you do this? You know, it seems like such an easy concept for some people, but it really isn't. It's not second nature for everyone and it's not something that anybody should feel bad or ashamed of if you're not good at organizing because it is just a quality or a trait that like any other, and some people are good at it and and have that quality or trait, and some people don't. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? We're all different. God made us all different. So what's fun about today's episode is I'm going to be sharing with you my five top tips for organizing. Yay! So that... Anybody can organize if they want to, right? Um, now, I want to just say, just as a little aside, as I as I say that, that anybody can do it, I also want to just remind you that not everybody is born and bred to be organized and to stay organized and to be able to carry out a big organizing project. So when in doubt, hire out. That is why I have the profession that I do. That is why I have my business. Um, and that is why I've been successful for over six years with it, because even though I can share all these tips and they're super helpful and so many people can use them and they don't need to hire a professional organizer, so many people still do need to use a professional organizer. Even if you're organized, you still might want a professional organizer's opinion. I have worked with many, 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 many clients who are inherently organized. (laughs) They're actually really good at organizing and they have good systems and whatever, but they just want a second opinion. They hired me to come in and take a look and, and have a set of professional eyes on it and be able to give them any kind of additional tips or tricks or suggestions or whatever that they may not have thought of. So you don't have to be disorganized to order, to order, (laughs) to hire a professional organizer. And you also don't 
have to always hire a professional organizer. You can use tips that you see on the internet or that you're listening to in this podcast and be able to do it yourself, even if you are inherently unorganized. You still can complete an organizing uh, project if you use the right strategies, I do believe. But again, I'll say it, when in doubt, hire out. (laughs) That's what we're here for. If you are local to me, you can always come straight to me and we'll chat. Um, Or you can look at the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Specialists, and that's NAPO for short, N-A-P-O. I know that sounds super nerdy, but you know what? We are kind of nerdy and we're proud of it. Anyway, you can go to that website and um, look up a professional organizer in your area if you need hands-on in-person organizing. Otherwise, I might be your gal for anything virtual or online or coaching and the like. Okay, so it's my little plug, but I want to just go on now and tell you my top five organizing tips. So guys, like I said, I've been doing this for over six years. I've had my business for over six years, but I I did it even before I had my business. So I have a few years under my belt of experience in this area. I have, I've helped hundreds of clients, tons of different people, you guys, everyone from, you know, a a single mom to a young stay-at-home mom to a middle-aged mom to an older lady, an older gentleman, an older couple, retirees, um, people with mental health challenges, people without mental health challenges, people that are inherently organized, people who are inherently super disorganized. Um, I'm telling you, I have helped the, the gamut, okay? And so I do find that um, by helping all these all these different people and all these different people in different walks of life and, and everything, I have been able to kind of narrow down the same sort of five principles or five rules that I have used for almost everybody and it applies in almost every single situation. So let's jump in because I know you guys are excited. Okay, so number one, and the reason I start here is because this is where you need to start. Always purge and always purge first. It is so important to purge first. Okay, so you're like, wait, back up. What does purge even mean, Amanda? Okay, so purge is when you go through and you decide to get rid of stuff. That is the process in which you are going through all of your items in the area that you're you're organizing and you're deciding what you don't want. And then when you get rid of that stuff, that's called purging. You're purging it, right? Okay, so why do we start there? You guys, you cannot organize what you don't want. I don't care what anybody says. The people who continue continue to be chronically disorganized or just can't ever seem to get a handle on it, it's because they are not purging enough items in the area they are trying to organize. You cannot organize what you don't want, so you've got to purge first. Purging is the hardest part, you guys. I'm here to tell you. Without a doubt, purging is the hardest part. It's where emotions come in. It's where um, you just don't know what to do with the stuff that you're going to get rid of, right? It's the hardest part, but it must happen first. And not only must it happen first, but I always suggest, especially with my clients, that we start in storage areas. Nobody ever wants to start in storage areas. You know why? Because the storage areas aren't what people see, (laughs) right? The storage areas aren't your kitchen counter. (laughs) They're not your desk in your office. They're not your, um, you know, living room, 
right? Storage areas are usually behind closed doors, down in basements, out in garages, up in attics, and people don't see those areas, right? So they don't want to organize them first because... Nobody sees them, so they're tucked away. When friends come over, they're not noticing how disorganized it is because it's tucked away, right? But the reason we have to do those first is because, there's a couple reasons. Number one is because those areas are typically, they typically house things that you don't use every day. They're not your kind of everyday use items, right? Um, you know, the shelves in your basement or, um, you know, even even your pantry, really. Maybe your kitchen cabinets, you might use stuff in there every day, but maybe not even in your pantry or maybe not even in your closet. Um, some areas of your closet, sure, but, but probably not the whole area, right? So, you got to find the, the place, wherever the place is in your house that houses the items that you don't use every day or maybe even every week or, well, God forbid, maybe even every year. <laughs> but you want to go there first because chances are the items in those areas are the ones you're going to be able to more easily get rid of because you're not using them every day and also because you haven't seen them in a while. It's been a long time, right, since you've seen what is in those areas. And so you can go to them and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I still had this. Why do I have this? This is easy to purge. I haven't used this in three years. Why do I have it? So it makes it easier to start in storage areas for that reason um, in the purging process. But also it opens up space because chances are if you're disorganized in your storage area or wherever, you're, you're probably disorganized in the main part of your house too. So all those people that are like, oh, I want my kitchen counter cleaned off or I want my desk cleaned off or I want this or that cleaned off. Okay, well, I, I hear you and I agree. But what happens when we go to organize and we go to clean that stuff off and we go to purge what's there or decide where the, the items are going to go on your kitchen counter? Well, if you don't have a place to put them, i.e. a storage area, then where are you going to put them? right? We have to clean out the areas where things are going to go and live and be housed at. They're put away zone, right? So that can be any closet. Because let's say you have piles of clothes, you know, in some room in your house, okay? Well, that's fine. And you want to start there because that's what you can see. And your closet might not even be that disorganized. But if you don't start in your closet and decide what needs to come out of there, then you can't put in what you're using from that pile of clothes that you dig through every day when you're trying to get dressed. Does that make sense? All right. I don't want to beat a dead horse. So let's move on to number two. But remember, number one, always purge. Purge first and make sure you do your storage areas first. Okay. So number two, now that you've purged, you're going to have to figure out where in the world to put the stuff that you've purged. Oh no, like I said, that's what makes it difficult. But let's talk about it. Let's find a charity to donate to that is near and dear to your heart. I have lots of charities that I always suggest for people, right? And there's so many that I love and so many that are near and dear to my heart. But if they're not near and dear to my client's heart, then my client might be less likely to be excited to get rid of whatever they're getting rid of when donating to that charity, okay? So I'll give you a quick example. Um, the military is near and dear to my heart. I have lots of family members in the military, and I just, I love to support them. So Purple Heart is something I like to donate to because they take, you know, clothing, whatever, um, 
whatever it is, really. And they give it to, um, you know, women who are, uh, you know, uh, women of veterans or are women who have lost their loved one, more loved ones in the, you know, in the line of duty. And I think, well, men too, not just women. Um, and so for me, I'm like, oh, I love that. Right. But if I'm over here, you know, working with a client who um, is all about animal rescue and that's something that they love and is near and dear to their heart, not that they don't support the military, but it, they may not, they may more easily give to um, an organization that does something with animal rescue, right? Because that's more important to them. So you want to think about that and um, you want to make sure you pick the charity before you even get started, okay? Pick the charity that's near and dear to your heart. Do your research and see what what's out there, okay? Also, you can always sell and there's nothing wrong with trying to sell. I don't always recommend yard sales because they're a huge headache, but you can always sell. You can sell online. There are so many online resources now for selling. It's insane. So figure that out, right? If you have high price items, figure that out and see if you can maybe sell some of your stuff. Um, I always discourage people from trying to give too many things away to people you know. Now, that might sound harsh, and you might be like, really? But that's so, so easy for me. So listen, I, I think that it's great. There's nothing wrong with it. But you're going to run into a few issues here. Number one, if you're, trying, if you're an older person and you're trying to give it to your kids, chances are your kids don't want it. You can definitely ask them, but don't force the stuff on your children because they're probably going to get it one day anyway, you know? And so you let them decide then or, you know, just... Just ask, just ask. A lot of people in the younger generation just don't want a lot of stuff anymore and they probably don't want it. So, you know, having all these piles sit around your house and like, oh, that's for my daughter. Oh, that's for my son. And what happens is they keep sitting there and sitting there for weeks and months and years because your child isn't coming to get it because they really don't want it. But it's just easier for you to want them to have it. And so you're trying to give it to them, but they don't want it. And then it's still cluttering your house. You see that? You see what happens there? It's not the best solution. And I'm not saying to not try and give stuff to the friend or to the to the neighbor or to the church friend or the church organization or to the, you know, the this, that, the child, the whatever. But just make sure when you're doing that, that you can actually take that stuff and give it to the person or the or the group or whatever right away. You don't want it sitting around your house because it's just going to cause more clutter, okay? So just remember that when you're trying to give things away. Okay, so number two, find a charity or think about selling. You can consign and make sure when you're giving things away to people that you know and love that they actually want it and make sure you give it to them right away and don't let it sit around your house forever waiting to give it to them. Number three, when deciding what to let go of, right, remember the pros and cons of your decision. So most people who are wanting to purge and reorganize, it's because there is like an overarching reason. There's a big thing um, that's happening in their life and you know, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a loved one, and they're like, you've got to get organized, this is crazy. Or maybe it's themselves, and they, they're just realizing that they can't get anything done in life anymore because they're just all they, they just can't do anything because of all the mess in their house, right? So there's usually a really big reason, especially when somebody's coming to me and hiring me as a professional organizer. There's a big, big reason 
why they finally want to get organized, why they're finally going to get this clean out done. And that big reason, that big why is so important. And it needs to be thought about every step of the way because you're going to come across things and they're going to you're going to come across items and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't let go of this. This is so hard, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you but you also know that you can't keep it because there's just not space for everything. Right. And so you've got to come back to your why and you've got to look at that item and you've got to decide, okay, is it more important that I hold on to this and keep this clutter in my home or is it more important to get rid of it because of my big reason why I'm doing this? You always got to weigh that pro and con, right? You always got to put those two sides of the scale and just really decide what's more important. And with that said, you don't always have to get rid of everything. You just have to be very, very mindful of what it is you are getting rid of and making the best decision when it comes to that. Always ask yourself if you use it and if it brings you joy. Those are the two things that'll really help you make that choice, okay? And if your answer is yes to both of those things, that's fine. There's also called the one or the two touch rule. So maybe you hang on to that for a while. And as you continue to organize, you can then decide, okay, I've said yes to way too many things now. I gotta go back through this pile again and 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 purge again and decide what I can't keep, you know, what what it is that isn't as important to keep as this other item, right? You don't have to get rid of everything in the very first round, and that's okay. But as you go in each step, you need to make sure that you are making the best decision when it comes to your overarching reason why you are making this purge and why you're making this change and why you're reorganizing, okay? Because that's going to help you make those really hard decisions on those little things that you just love that you just feel are so hard to get rid of, okay? All right, so that's number three, the pros and cons. Okay, number four, you don't have to get rid of of everything and you don't have to get rid of keepsakes. I mentioned this in the last step. I just want you to know that even as a professional organizer with the people that I've helped, I don't always say, oh, no, 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 you got to get rid of it right now. Take it out, get rid of it, throw it away. That's not how we do it. We make really, really good decisions. We're making good decisions, remember, in step three with the pros and cons. So as we're making those good decisions, we're deciding what is the most important when it comes to a keepsake. I love keepsakes. I am super duper sentimental. People think it's funny because I'm a professional organizer. I'm not really a major minimalist, but and I also am super sentimental. So there are things that I'm going to keep and I'm going to keep them forever. And it would be really hard for me to let go of. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. What it is, is you have to decide how you're going to keep it. You have to decide if it's important enough, if it brings you that joy, right? On the scale of one to 10, you're going to have to, you know, kind of list things and make sure that, you know, the top of the list, I'm definitely keeping this, right? The bottom of the list, I would maybe consider getting rid of it, right? But as you're going, you need to think about how you're going to keep it. So there are so many really awesome ways to keep keepsakes. Um, You know, shadow boxes, scrapbooks, uh, picture frames. There's so many, so many good ways. Also, you can take pictures of items. So maybe it's not the item itself, but it's the memory that it holds. You can take a picture of it, make a collage with it, or just keep it in your phone as a a memory, right? Um, It's really good to keep memories, and I always tell people to do that and to keep keepsakes, but don't keep them tucked away in a bin that you can't even see on the top shelf of your storage area in your basement that you're never going to get out and never look at again. What good does that do, right? You want to think about ways to display 
these keepsakes somehow, right? Or, or a really good way to organize them or keep them so that you can be reminded of that memory because that's so important. Why are you keeping it as a memory if you can't use it as a memory? That's the whole point. Okay, so number four, you don't have to get rid of everything, especially not keepsakes. We it's just get creative and finding ways to keep it. There are many, many ways and many, many suggestions that I have used also in my years um, with my people that I've helped in my business. All right, so that's number four. Number five, the last one, when putting away. So when quote unquote putting away or the actual quote unquote organizing of the items that you have left. So you've gone through all the purging, you've made all your decisions, you've decided where you're 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 donating or where you're taking your stuff, um, who you're giving it to, whatever, if you're selling it, you've decided what keepsakes you're keeping, you decided how you're gonna display them, you've done all of that. Now, now comes the fun part. <laughs> Now's when we organize. <laughs> it's so funny because the whole process is called organizing, but really the last step or you know, the last kind of big thing. Um, is the actual organizing. Uh, and when doing that, I always, always say, it's got to work for you. The system that we put in place isn't for me. I'm not coming back in your house again. I mean, I probably will, but it's not the house I live in. So I will give you all the suggestions in the world, but if it's not going to work for you, it's not going to work. So we cannot do it. We've got to do what's going to work for you. So that is the most important part of step five is finding a system that's going to work for you. So I love to um, get clear bins and pretty bins and this color bin and color code and labels and all the things. It's like, it's an organizer's dream come true, right? But nine times out of 10, when I'm helping my clients, that's not even what we do because we are being practical. We're being budget friendly. We're using what's on hand so that you're not spending more money or whatever. And we use what we have and that's fine. So just remember, either way, you can do it really pretty and fancy and nice, but a shoebox with a piece of tape and a Sharpie is also good. <laughs> you want to make sure you're labeling. You always want to make sure you're labeling. That's super important. And you're being smart in how you are, um, you know, doing the organizing. But the system that you put in place is more important. And making sure that you're labeling and making sure that whatever you come up with works for you and your household, that is more important than the pretty bins and labels, Okay. So the system, the system, the system. The system is something that I definitely help people with um, as the professional and is usually where people, you know, kind of need my help. Well, I, I help people all along the way, but um, that's the part that is probably a little more complicated for just one little podcast here. But the system is so important in staying organized so that you don't relapse back into that disorganized state. But that system and that that process that you're going to implement in your household for you and your whole family is what is so important in staying organized, right? And there's lots of different systems to choose from, but that is super, super important when, um, you know, doing step five. So definitely label, definitely get bins, definitely, you know, organize like with like and um, all the things. But when it, when it comes to the system, that is kind of the most important part. How we're going to come in, what we're going to do with the mail and the paperwork, you know, how the kids are going to put away their backpacks and their, their, their sports items and, and, you know, the system that kind of surrounds that whole thing. So that is super important. And that is step five. <sighs> Isn't it great, you guys? I love it. <laughs> I love the sigh of relief after it's all done because then you're done. After all those steps, you're finally done. 
So once again, number one, always purge and purge first in storage areas. Number two, find a charity that's near and dear to your heart and consider selling and giving away. Number three, when deciding what to let go of, you you have to make sure you do your pro and con list and always remember your why and your reasons for why you're doing this project. Number four, you don't have to get rid of keepsakes. You don't have to get rid of everything. Find good ways to keep it um, and display it. And number five, when putting away, make sure you're sorting like with like and you're using, um, you know, bins and labels. But most importantly, put a good system in place that's going to stick and it's going to work for your whole family and is going to keep you organized from here on out. So those are my five top tips as a professional organizer and things that I've used now for years and has worked really, really well with the clients that I've had. So. I hope that you enjoyed that. Make sure you leave a little review, leave a little comment. Please let me know what you think. Um, Share on social media. I always say that, especially if you found this helpful and you go and you actually use these tips, please share on social media. Again, J-A-M-A-R-O-B-S, Jamarobs is my handle um, for my personal brand. And then I also have a Ducks in a Row Organizing Life page um, for Instagram as well. And I have a Facebook page that is Ducks in a Row. And I am on Facebook. Um, My personal is also just Amanda Roberts. But I love to hear from you guys. I want you to share um, on social media all about this. Obviously, uh, I don't monetize this podcast. Um, I don't advertise. As you can notice, there's no commercials. But I just want to share because I'm here to serve you guys. My purpose is to serve you. I've said this before and I'll say it again. So in doing that, I want the word to get out. I want the word to spread. I want everybody to learn of my podcast because my goal is to serve you. So I'm hoping that this particular episode served you with my top five tips for organizing from yours truly, professional organizer. And again, if you enjoyed it, please share and please use these tips. I want to see your projects and I want to see how well you did. Okay, guys, once again, thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to talk to you next week. All right, bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you subscribe and share with your friends. And don't forget to tag me on social media when you do. Always remember, lead your life with passionate gratitude. God bless. Until next time.